being able to figure out what you like means listing your longings. It means being able to list the things that you're longing for, being able to actually sit, get quiet, write down like, okay, what do I like? It's a constant communication, you know, with ourselves. It is with ourselves. Mm -hmm. The longest sexual relationship or relationship you'll have with anyone is the relationship you have with yourself. Mm. It's not with anybody else. It's you. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. This is a space where you come each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. Because in this space, we don't subscribe to the definition of wealth that most people subscribe to, which is that it's just about money and material possessions. We really lean into the 12th century original definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. So each and every week, my simple desire is to make sure that we are having conversations that really connect to the other parts of your life that are impacting and driving how you deal with your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. And so today I'm really excited as we continue in just this discussion of redefining love as we redefine wealth, I've really just been concerned about introducing you to the practical things that I'm doing in life uh, in this season as I just navigate my own transition. And I know from your emails and from your DMs and talking to me in the airport that you guys are really resonating. And so with that being said, I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my very best friends in the world, Carly Harvey Raymond. But before we get into introducing Carly, I want to make sure we do the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You got to affirm positivity. You got to affirm abundance. You got to affirm yourself to wealth. This week's affirmation is, I lead a people-driven life. I acknowledge that success comes from not just understanding my purpose here on earth, but being able to share it freely with others. Every person in my life has been placed here for a purpose. Not one person is here by accident or happenstance. I value relationships, good or bad, and I've learned something from each one of them. Because my net worth is determined by my network, I monitor my relationships with precision. Time with those that drain me is minimized immediately. But those that add energy receive my undivided attention when we're in each other's presence. So declare with me today, I lead a people-driven life. Okay, so before I give you, let's see, my uh, hood ghetto introduction <laughs> of my <laughs> friend, <laughs> I want to honor her by actually reading her bio. 
because this is about to get dismantled very quickly. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Carly Harvey Raymond is an entrepreneur, international host, wife, and mother. She's the CEO of New Heights Unlimited and the owner of a multi-million dollar top producing insurance agency. When Carly is not running her multiple businesses, she fancies herself as a home chef, cooking up gourmet meals for her family and friends. Now, first of all, before I even finish this, I have to listen to her go to the grocery store every day and have all I have never known someone to go to the grocery store this much. And y'all know, because cooking is not my ministry, it annoys the heck out of me. But I digress. Um, Carly is also a lifestyle maven and a business powerhouse who can light up any room or any stage that she is on. And I'm so honored because she has truly been a light to my life. So without further ado, here is Carly Harvey Raymond. Woo! <laughs> I cheer for myself. <laughs> Hi. Okay. <laughs> so before we even start rolling, I was like... yes. All the other guests have been on such great behavior. Yes. It's always your friend yes. style. Yes, yeah. You know we got to cut up a little bit. They have to come in and cut up. Yes. So just so everyone knows, the name may sound familiar because your twin sister, Brandy Harvey, yes. has been uh, a friend of the Redefining Wealth podcast, also one of my best friends in the world. Yes. Um, and I know you guys already know that I used to... Work on the Steve Harvey show back in the day. So four years there. But you guys may not know that before any of the money maven of the Steve Harvey show stuff, when I was 19, I worked on the Steve Harvey show when it was just in L.A. And I used to have the honor of picking out birthday gifts <laughs> and Christmas gifts for Steve's daughters who I had never met in person. Yep. But he would just say, you remind me of my daughters. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like... Get them that car because that's the car <laughs> I would like. So I feel like that's the car or, you know, whatever it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until years later that we actually met in person. And from the moment we met, I was like, and this is why. Yes. We've been friends ever since. Ever since. Ever yes. since Reagan was like one. Yes. Since she was one. So mm -hmm. now she's a little lady. Yes. A teen. A teenager. That's our baby. And for people who really follow on Instagram, they know that we refer to y'all as the TTs. The TTs. Who come and introduce my child to all the good black music. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I did not grow up on because uh -huh. I'm Caribbean. I just yeah. want to be clear why. We do not want her black car revolts. Okay. Okay. Because you're going to get it revolts. Oh. <laughs> So because of Brandy and Carly, Reagan is well-rounded. Thank you, Absolutely. TT, for being Thank here. Thank you. I'm the TT. Um, so, Carly, I wanted you to come on the podcast because, as I told you, this season is, like, all about how I've navigated separation and divorce uh, with as much dignity and grace and peace as possible. Amen. But even before then, um, I really just want to speak to the power of having— a good praying friend. Because before mm, I even yes. decided that I was going to separate, we were just praying. Mm -hmm. And so we had our routine yes. of every Wednesday. Yes, in the morning. In the morning, on my way from the gym and your way to Pilates. Yes, <laughs> every Wednesday. Every Wednesday that we would just pray over our lives, our families, our businesses. And I have to just say how instrumental that was in my life so I've had prayer partners before 
But I knew that I was entering into a season, even before I was conscious, that I was going to divorce. Because that wasn't, we weren't praying about me getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. We were just praying. Like, as married women, as mothers, and, you know, your son, BJ, (laughs) we had special (laughs) prayers for BJ (laughs) every week. His angels work overtime. Yes, Mm -hmm. his angels work overtime. It was, but to be in a prayer, to be in a praying relationship with someone where you could be fully vulnerable. So this mm-hmm. is why it was so important to me and why it's been such a blessing. Because I felt like coming from a background of a lot of church judgment, mm-hmm. where it's only acceptable to pray, I felt like, for certain things. Yes. And I've been in prayer partner relationships where I didn't really feel safe. Mm being fully transparent about Mm -hmm. this is my experience. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm grappling with. Like even, and you know this, like my concept of God is like really expanding and we've had all these talks, but like that ritual of every Wednesday, just knowing that I had a safe space to go Mm -hmm. and that, I could pray for what I truly desired with no judgment about why I desire it or where it came from. Um, I feel like every person, but every woman in particular, needs to have a friend like you that they could have time like that with. Yes. I think because what we got to see in our prayer relationship was something that we— Excuse me, what we didn't get to experience in just our friendship at times. Because when we're out being friends, we're like, okay, it's fun stuff. We're trying to get together for girls' nights. Okay, who got the wine? Who got the drinks? (laughs) You know, okay, who bring the food? You know, and it's a great time for us to be social and for us to catch up. But our prayer time was where we got to connect on a different level, on a spiritual level, on a level that, yes, it it offered us a space to be vulnerable, but to be really honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Because to be honest is where... You know, we can find the glory for ourselves, but God gets the glory in our honesty, you know. And so we were able to really share space with each other. And it was beautiful Mm -hmm. because you can pray constantly. I think a lot of people use prayer. They want to use prayer as a tool to like change somebody else. You know, they want to say, oh, I'm just oh, God, just change him. (laughs) You just change him. It'll work out. But sometimes we have to pray for our ability to get up out of some things, too. Mm -hmm. You know, to be courageous enough and bold enough to make the choices that seem difficult. Because oftentimes we're looking at this to be this solution has to be one way. But if we just take ourselves out of the equation at Mm -hmm. times, we have a greater outcome, you know. So sometimes it's just you know, offering a space where we can be vulnerable and honest, but also that we can just hear the hearts of our friends. Cause oftentimes we don't really get to hear the hearts of our friends. We just get to sometimes experience them on surface levels, you know, because yeah. we're moving, you know, mom and wife and, you know, running businesses. And so we don't get to share space in that way. So it was beautiful. Yeah. It was very beautiful. So needed, so nourishing. Um, and, Like outside of like the spiritual aspect of it all, I just learned so much about myself. Yes. (laughs) Like, because you ask really good questions. I think that you need to have a show or a podcast or something because you would just ask me questions that will force me to be honest Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we're so 
we're we're trying to say the right things or what we feel like the most spiritual answer is or the most I don't know what the word would be um acceptable mm, answer what, or what sounds politically this, correct what sounds politically <laughs> correct like this is what I should want and mm-hmm. this is how I should feel and this is what it should look like and you would just say the simplest things and you'd be like is that what you really want I'd be like no no <laughs> no actually I strike that. That's actually not even what I what I no. genuinely want. Because we have to get to a place where when we are really talking to God and when we're going to God, like he knows you. He knows he the knows very you. dirty crevices of you. He know you cuss. <laughs> he know you cuss. He know you cut up. Like, so when you gonna start getting real and being like, look, God, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm really tired of this that's going on. I don't like it. You yeah. know, like we really have to get to a point place where we can be honest because sometimes we're looking, you know, we're looking to go to God with this fancy way or this the this quote unquote right way of doing and the right way of being. But God is gonna love you through however you show up mm-hmm. whoever however whenever he's always there so just recognizing that and 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 also knowing that God is in all things mm-hmm. sometimes we want to take out God in certain things like well God wasn't up in that no he in all things Ooh. he's in all things even when it looks ugly even when it looks he is still there in the midst of it and I think that's just the beauty of having a relationship of honesty and just being able to carry that for your friend when they need it, you know, because we want to show up as these picture picture perfect people, but we're not. Mm -hmm. And so being able to share space and hold space when we are at our lowest, but when we are desperate for change, when we are desperate for something new, we're desperate for a breakthrough. You know, God hears the cries of the desperate baby. Yeah. So. Every other month, I attend a Super Friends brunch where we talk about everything from purpose to pursuing new dreams and even menopause. Yep, you heard me, menopause, because if you're over 40 and your girlfriends don't keep it real, I don't know what to tell you. But we have these important conversations because how can we redefine wealth if we're not keeping up with our hormonal health? Now, we discovered Happy Mammoth. It's the company that created Hormone Harmony, and it's dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for us. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. Hormone Harmony contains herbal extracts called aptogens that help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally. And any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take Hormone Harmony. It's perfect for hot flashes, night sweats, menopause-related brain fog, sleeplessness, occasional bloating and gas. You get the picture. Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using the code RW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RW for 15% off. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I know there are many years um, over my last few decades, 20s and 30s for sure, where I didn't necessarily do the best job of nurturing relationships, right? So you and Brandy have been very good about upholding girls' night. Um, (laughs) Most of my girls' night experiences have been with y'all and whoever you invited, right? But what has sisterhood just meant to you over the years, and how have you tried to maintain that in your life? Wow. How have I tried to maintain the sisterhood? I think... um... I think, yes, the girlfriend nights, the girl girls' nights are important. Like, they are because it gives us a chance to let our hair down. We get to relax. We get to show up. We don't have to show up as the nurturers that we are in our everyday lives. We get to show up and just have fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, we slipping and sliding on somebody's couch. We got on <laughs> leggings. We got on T-shirts. We got on hoodies. Like, we're just here to have a good time. And I think um, honoring that sisterhood it's just honoring the space for people to show up as they are, you know, mm-hmm. not this preconceived notion of who someone is or, you know, you get to the, be the money maven for the world and miss redefining well, but you just show up as Patrice, you mm-hmm. know, and our insight is Patrice, but Patrice, <laughs> Patrice, that is from our early speaking days together. That's too long of a story to do, <laughs> but she is Patrice. <laughs> Yes. And and your mom calls me triplet. The triplet. Patrice yes. is the triplet. So my mom says that that is her other daughter. And so Patrice is a triplet. So, yeah. Have you always really tapped into, you feel like the women in your life, though, do you feel like because there can be a presence without you really going deeply right mm-hmm. so you can have like the girls nights and we can meet for brunch and we can do this and still also feel like no one really knows me yes you can feel lonely you can feel lonely in those spaces you know i remember first having my son and it was the loneliest i had felt because i felt like I am having this experience, and although my mom was there, she had stayed with me for two months when I first had him, but I felt alone in my motherhood journey. I think it's something that there's a part of all moms that when you first have a child where you feel like it's just this, you're out on this limb by yourself. Um, So, yes, I have, I felt alone in spaces at times. I felt that, you know, showing up sometimes for me, is hard because I come from a very public family, you know? And so those pieces of my life that are private, I like to keep them private. Mm -hmm. You know, my relationships I hold very dear. But yeah, there are times when I've shown up in spaces where I felt lonely. I felt like I may be the only one going through something in my marriage at the time. I may be the only one, but you're not. (laughs) You're not. And I think that's a part of the honesty with us is we've been able to show up with each other in those moments where we could have felt like we were going through this alone, Mm -hmm. but we weren't. And I think that was the beauty of us actually coming together and to decide that we wanted to pray together, but also how that changed the dynamic of our relationship Mm -hmm. in praying every week where we will focus on this. And then some weeks it wasn't about the prayer. It was about girl, let me tell you what happened. So then (laughs) (laughs) we spend the whole hour. And then we'd be like, I'm going to send you your prayer. I'm going to pray for you independently. Can you send me a note with your prayer request? Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you a voice note with your prayer for this week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it does. I think it changes, but we were able to give each other the space that we needed, but we were able to give each other what we needed in that season of our lives, you know? Um, because I got to be just non-judgmental in your life you know I got to be a listening ear I got to be all of those things that you needed in that mm-hmm. season but you offered me that as well and so I think that's just the beauty of the sisterhood you know yeah because we spend so much time apart you mm-hmm. know with you living in LA and us you know living in Dallas mm-hmm. for some time and all that so we weren't always as close mm-hmm. but the connection was still there and yeah. so when we see each other it'd be like oh it's right. like riding a bike. We back on this. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I love that you said without the judgment that without judgment in that season, because one of the things that I really struggled with was talking to people who considered themselves to be believers mm-hmm. about where I was and what I was struggling with and what I was leaning into and them trying to pray me into what they wanted me to do. <laughs> like, I didn't ask you in full transparency, I didn't ask you to pray for me to stay in my marriage. Mm-hmm. I've literally been doing that against mm-hmm. my better judgment mm-hmm. long enough for myself. Mm-hmm. That's I I just needed someone to talk to mm-hmm. or I needed support in that season. And what I loved, and I, I really want to stress this because I think that more of us don't have deeper friendships and connections because we're trying to will what we desire on yes. people instead of just holding space for what they desire mm-hmm. in this season of their life. And I think when you don't hold the space for people, they shut down. Mm-hmm. So you wonder why I only show up and brunch with you and kiki ki <laughs> and don't say nothing because when I try to express what I genuinely need. you like, girl, you don't want that. That's yeah. not what you want. No, but I do. And I'm okay with that. And I think that's the part. Like, when we have friendships, I think, you know, people, are, you know, now in this culture, we all, every time we say something now, it's like, it's just a judgment-free zone. It's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> so we're already giving this disclaimer, like, I'm about to say something, but I really don't want you to judge me. <laughs> you know? So we're already telling people constantly, like, don't judge me. You know, and with it, it, at this point, if they do, they're they already going to do that anyway. So I don't even care. But I think for each other with us, I could show up non-judgmental with you and I can show up in that space because that's what I need for myself, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I need that. So I'm going to give you what I need too, you know? I'm going to show up in this non-judgmental because I I need you to listen to me and not, you know give me your two cents necessarily on my life you know I just need you to hold it like and sometimes people aren't looking for your advice it's just looking for you to just be that ear and so I think we need to ask people like hey so what are you looking for are you looking for yes. advice or are you just looking to, for me to listen what do you need from me and I think that's how we can better serve our relationships you know I was able to listen to you and I'm I'm also that type of friend I'm not going to see you suffering and then pray that you stay suffering. I am not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to see my friend out on a limb, struggling, constantly feeling their self-esteem struggling, their their mental health is struggling. Everything around them seems to be failing. I'm praying that you stay up in it. I'm not going to pray that. Like, I'm praying like, Lord, I I hope you give her the courage Mm -hmm. to walk when she's ready. I hope that you can help her be free when she get free when she's ready. Because can't nobody get sick 
entire but you. Can't nobody do it for you. Now, I can't get sick and tired for you. I can't get upset for you. I can't get angry enough to leave for You have to figure it out for yourself. That's your journey. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just asking that God give you the tools that you need on the journey for wherever you are on the journey. That's it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. here to like, well, girl, well, I wouldn't do it like that. And I wouldn't do it. I don't got, baby, I'm trying to live my own life with this <laughs> six-year-old child who is running me crazy. Like, I'm not trying to judge you. and with, Like, because I believe, like, we can't find the pleasure in our lives if we are constantly bogged down by the suffering. We can't find it. We can't get to the pleasure. We can't get to the things that bring us joy. We can't get to the things that honor who we are now Mm -hmm. versus who we were 20 years ago. We can't get to that if we're constantly trying to have the willpower to stay in the suffering. Oh, like, we just wheeling ourselves in the I can't keep praying for you to stay in the suffering. But then you're like, well, I want abundance. I want peace. I want joy. I want this. I want to, oh, I want to have mm. a... But you keep wheeling yourself to stay in suffering. I just can't. I'm not going to pray for that. And how is that truly loving <laughs> anybody? Like, seriously. Yeah. How, you know, I think about it. How can someone say, oh, I love you? And I'm going to pray and will you into staying in a place that I clearly see does not honor, serve, and protect you. Yeah. How is that love? Girl, because it's not. Now, I know you are loving the Redefining Wealth podcast, but do you know what would take it up a notch? It's if you invested in a copy of my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Now on the podcast, you hear me talk about the six pillars of wealth every single week. That's fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. And I want you to incorporate this into your life. But let's be honest, the podcast isn't enough. I poured 114 lessons from my own life, the rituals, the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes that I had to shift in order to redefine wealth for myself in each one of these pillars. And now, I've made it available to you. So you can make sure to pick up your copy in paperback, hardcover, or even listen on Audible. Whatever you do, make this a part of your library today. So one of the things that you mentioned was pleasure. Mm -hmm. And you came to our alumni retreat for my students and clients from Purpose to Platform and Command the Stage. And we had such a great conversation that you led about the connection between pleasure and purpose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you want to touch on with that, (laughs) but we we have had had some amazing conversations because, as I said, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're creating this intimate space and container to have all of this deep prayer and conversation, one of the realities that I came to was that I really didn't understand anything about pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like, And so you guys have heard me talk about scaling joy and all these things. But pleasure is another one of those pieces that I feel like, especially when you grow up religious, you have this feeling that all things need to just be about suffering (laughs) and working hard. And being a martyr. being diligent. (laughs) And there's nothing in there about, oh, my gosh, being footloose and fancy free and having fun and scaling joy 
and being okay with experiencing pleasure, actually mm-hmm. being okay with seeking out pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of our conversations, I know I was left like, huh, <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's been so eye-opening and just awakened a whole nother part of me. So what what is the connection between pleasure and purpose from your perspective? Okay, well, I will say this. So... I last year out of our prayer, out of our prayer, I I called you one night and I said, hey, do you think that people want to hear from me in this way? And that way was, do you think people want to hear from me talk about sex education, pleasure, uh, pleasure in black women and women of color um, in this space? And Patrice was like, yes, yes. And so I took a course um, it was like some month long courses that I took in order to be like become a sex educator or a sexologist as what people would say. But in that, it really helped me shape what pleasure looked like for me, but also how to help other women see pleasure in their own life and what it can look like for them. Um, so, yes, pleasure and purpose. Um you know, I told Patrice at one point is redefining pleasure as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> not just redefining well. But yes, grew up in a very religious home, grew up going to church every Sunday and Bible study and all the youth groups and everything. And what I have seen in my own journey um, is the church has been used so often against women, especially women of color, um, to make them feel like the things that they want, need, and desire is something wrong, is something shameful. There's something, there's something dirty attached to it. And when I started looking at pleasure, oftentimes when we hear the word pleasure, we think of something that has to do with uh, sexuality or mm-hmm. it has to be something that involves like some form of sex in some way. We think of pleasure. But pleasure is is can be defined any way that you want it to be. It can be wearing silky and satin pajamas. It could be eating quality food. It can be taking care of your body and making your health and wellness a priority. Those are all things that create pleasure in our lives. But also, I think with pleasure is owning our sexuality as well. Mm -hmm. It's about exploring the things that bring us joy and happiness Um, because oftentimes as women, we can find ourselves, you know, kind of a part of like a, uh, like a theater production when they're when they're engaging in sex, you know, mm. like I'm just here to entertain. I'm here to appease. I'm here to make sure you're happy all the while my needs are going unmet. And so it's really just opening up that door for women to see what that journey is for them. Mm-hmm. And I think in us talking over this last year and a half, it's really been about um me being there to support you know what does that look like you know for you and listening and being like oh my god girl go for it do it Mm -hmm. you know have a good time you know because those are the things that we only get one life we get one we get one when it's all said and done this is it baby we get one life so I feel like take the time to find the things and create those spaces find those relationships that are meaningful that are quality but also like what brings you some sort of fulfillment Mm -hmm. and I think that has just been what 
my journey has been just on my with myself, but also just helping other women find that as well. Yeah, there was so much great conversation that came out of your session during uh-huh. the alumni retreat. And for women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, I dare say maybe we had someone just about 60 mm-hmm. who were like, I've never taken time to even think about mm-hmm. what brings me pleasure. And then that understanding that it's so much bigger than sex. Yes. Like you said, it's the like the satin pajamas and like, I just want to feel good. Yes. I want to. One of the exercises, I don't know if you remember talking about this, but it was about like touch. Yeah. Like really leaning into like what types of things do I like to touch? What yeah. feels good on my skin? Yeah. Where I mean, that's sh- that shaped like how my bed is set up now because I have satin pillows instead of just cotton pillows. Yeah. I was like, this feels better. Yeah. Or just any number of things. I've really been able to look at it from a much broader perspective, but then also a much more honest perspective. Yes. Like, I like this. I don't like that. Yes. And I don't have to answer to anyone about why I like what I like and why I'm interested in what I'm interested in and why I'm not, like, interested in that. Like, just being okay. Yes, because who we were 10 20 years ago, we're not those same people. So the things that turned us on that we like, the things that your partner could say to you that you really, oh, it got me going, baby. Oh, I like it. Well, I don't like that anymore. I'm 40 years old. That was cool at 20, but I'm not with it now. You yeah. Know? So even with that, like how, and and that's the beauty of the evolution of who we are as people. We get to change into that. We get to choose not to like something. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like that because I liked it. I liked when you did it five years ago. Or I liked I liked cotton pajamas five years. I liked it five minutes ago. I don't like it now. <laughs> I don't want them. I want something else. Yeah. But also just recognizing, like, we are different people than we were. So our taste, our um, the palate that we have, it changes, right? But also being able to figure out what you like means listing your longings. It means being able to list the things that you're longing for, being able to actually sit, get quiet, write down, like, okay, what do I like? It's a constant communication, you know, with ourselves. It is with ourselves. Mm -hmm. The longest sexual relationship or relationship you'll have with anyone is the relationship you have with yourself. Mm. It's not with anybody else. It's you. Mm -hmm. And so when we figure that out, then we're able to say like, okay, well, who I am today, this is what I like, you know, and not feel like you have to be beholding to a list that you made 15 years ago. Well, that's not what you like. And give mm-hmm. yourself the space and opportunity to enjoy who you are now. Yeah. And to be radically honest about it. Yes. Because what I realized is there are some things that I have made acceptable. It was never that I liked it. Mm-hmm. I just never voiced that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you grow and evolve and you're like, I don't like that. And it's like, but you always like yeah, that. Okay. No. One, I probably didn't. Yeah. And then, oh, I actually didn't. Yeah, I probably and then two, it. No, even. I'm just- <laughs> And then two, (laughs) even if I did, I have the right to change. Even if I did, I have the right to choose something different. Even if I did, I have the right to evolve. Yes. Period. Now, what that's done, though, me being more aware of the things that bring me pleasure have actually refined how I am in business 
and how I am with purpose. Because mm-hmm. that same thing, that same question makes me go, are the things that I'm doing in my business, do they bring me pleasure? Yes. Like, I love having these conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't even like driving to Atlanta. You know, I, you know, I'm the first to tell y'all I do not live in Atlanta. I only drive through Atlanta to get to the airport. But I will drive here and come mm-hmm. have these conversations mm-hmm. in person because they literally fill me up. They they just they light me up. They give yes. me such joy. That's different than maybe some of the other things that I had done for years yeah. that, yes, I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. But just because, as my coach taught me, just because I have the potential in something, if it's not bringing me pleasure, I don't have to. Yes. And I think that's the thing. We I think all of us have been in seasons where we do what we have to do. Mm-hmm. We got to do it, you know, in order to make the ends meet. We got to do it. OK, I got to sacrifice here. I got to do this. I have to do this. Like we need the money. We need the <laughs> honey. We need it. OK, so we do it. But I think as we mature in who we are and gain a greater sense of self, we realize that our time here on the planet is so precious Mm -hmm. and that we don't know the day nor the hour when our time will expire here. And so because of that, like taking the time to actually do things that excite you, that bring you pleasure, like they bring you joy. You're like, Oh my God, I really enjoyed that. Oh, I really like doing this. And I really Mm want to take time to maybe do that more or I want to create space where I can do it. Like those are the things where we find our purpose, you know, and especially with women in order to take time to find those things that where our creativity is unlocked, where Mm -hmm. we can um, kind of find those things that we can build upon and do things. We have to have that time to get quiet. We have to have the quiet time. We have to have space to commune with ourselves. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean just being with your partner or, you know, being all in love. That that's, that has its space, but also being able to just commune with you to commune with yourself is how we unlock the things that are, you know, bubbling inside of our bellies, the Mm -hmm. things that are, that we can find that are going to create a new way of being for us and our families. Like we have to have time to create that. Yeah. The more I have eliminated things that Mm -hmm. don't bring me pleasure and created just margin. Yeah. The more I have had the time to do stuff that matters, like I get to see my friends more. Yeah. And I mean, I would go months and months. If not, I think there was a season where we didn't even see each other for probably two years when we lived in different states. But like I get to spend time, you know, y'all will come up to where I live. They'll make a big (laughs) deal about it, you guys, but we're not going to get into that. Um, But y'all will come up like. There's just more space to do what matters more. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good in this season. And being around people who love you without all the labels and the titles and what people may think they know about you because of social media Mm -hmm. or anything is so refreshing mm-hmm. and beautiful and something that as I continue to scale joy, I want to do more of those things. Yes. Um, because I'm not on the road all the time at the time of this recording, I have said yes to going to a concert um, <laughs> that Carly that is bringing Carly <laughs> great joy and pleasure. And so when I got the text message, 
I was not as enthused. No, she was not. But mm-hmm. I'm super excited about hanging out with my friends. Yes. And we're going to go to the most ratchet concert ever. <laughs> and we're going to have a great time. We are going to have a great time. We're we are going to have a blast. We are literally flying to another state. <laughs> to go. Well, because they didn't have any shows. I looked in the land. They had there were no shows. So I was like, look, they got a show down here. We just need to go, you know, and celebrate, you know, Trick Daddy's 25th anniversary. <laughs> It is Trick Daddy. If like, you are listening <laughs> and you are like, well, who is Trick Daddy? I don't know if I want to encourage you to Google. I think this is one of those moments. Stay I encourage no, I'm kidding. you to Google Trick Daddy. Okay. So I, you know, I love rap. I love rap. I love hip hop. I love R&B. I love all genres of music. So I'm a music person. I can probably quote you any song from anyone. She'll actually answer you with lyrics yes. from songs. Yes. And you'll have to go. And what great philosopher was that? Yes. Yeah. That, that would be Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I love music. But I do like, I have a real love for down south like Florida rap. I just love it. It's it, like I think I was from Florida in a past life. I uh-huh. mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I can yeah. see it. Mhm. But so this is going to bring Carly great pleasure <laughs> and because my friendships bring me great pleasure. Here we're I am. We're going to make it a girls trip. Yeah, we're going to make be... it a girls trip and we're going to go and I am sure Patrice will have a whole podcast on how she needs to redefine wealth in this season after going to <laughs> redefine friendships. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so yeah, make sure that you stay tuned. I'm sure I'll, this is going to come out after we go. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants a good story about mm-hmm. it, perhaps we can go live or something on Instagram when this yeah. comes out. And I'm tell sure a Patrice good... will have a video. She will be. She will. There will be a vlog of some sort of her. In my Insta stories, yes. yes. But we'll save it so that you guys can uh, get a good chuckle because I know that one is coming. Yeah. Um, Carly, before we go, I want to ask you the Redefining Wealth Rapid Wisdom questions. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I thought I was going to get more um, questions, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> your time is up, friend. Oh, it, it's, was, it's, that went quick. It did. It flew it by. Did. It did. Yeah. I know. Was it enough? It was... It was an oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is also why you can't invite your real friends because then they want to question your process. Um, are you ready for your questions? I, yes, I, I'm ready. Praise the Lord. Yes, okay. Uh, first question How do you define success? How do I define success? She has listened to the podcast yes. uh-huh. for years and act like she did not know this question was How coming. Time. I define success as time, the time you have to create, the time you have more control over your time, Mm -hmm. time. That's success for me is time. I love it. Okay. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Oh, how do I define wealth in three words or less? Um, Love, freedom, pleasure. Love, freedom, pleasure. More love, more freedom, more pleasure. Amen. All right. Uh, what's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? Oh, one book. It was life-changing. It was game-changing for me. I read this book in like two, 
2012, before I met my husband, Boundaries and Dating. Ooh. Boundaries and Dating. Um, I think it's like Dr. Henry Cloud and Townsend. Like, it was two authors, but... Mm-hmm. Boundaries and dating. It was a game changer for my life. It was a game changer for how I operated and moved in relationships. Why do I feel like I should have known this already? <laughs> Boundaries and dating. All the books we share back and forth. Love really? it. Really? Love that book. It was a game changer for me and how I dated and like experienced relationships. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm Hence so... why I got married probably after. <laughs> Well, so open and available uh, to boundaries in dating. Okay. And the last one is a fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Carly Harvey Raymond. And the truth about wealth is you will have to define it for yourself. It is an inside job, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, friend. I love you. Thank you for having me. I love me. you, too. This was awesome. Uh, I hope you guys were blessed by today's episode and that you really start to go deeper in your friendships and personal relationships. Listen, I know that that's not something that you can do with everyone, but especially when you're in a season of transition or you're just expanding, you're evolving, you're going to new levels. I truly want to encourage you to just find a friend or two where you can be radically honest, where you can take the mask off, remove all the labels that other people have applied to you or that you put on yourself and just ask for what you really want. Ask them to pray for what you really desire, not what sounds good, not what society says is good, but what are the genuine desires of your heart and just allow yourself to be supported. I promise you that there is someone out there who wants to support you. They just need to know honestly and authentically what you need. If you want to discuss this episode, come on over to the Redefining Wealth Facebook community on obviously Facebook. Yeah, I said that. Um, It's totally free. And you can come on over and we can chat about what you took away from this episode. You can also follow me on Instagram, Seek Wisdom PCW. Tag me. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Carly is I am Carly Raymond on Instagram. So you can definitely tag her and let her know what you thought about this episode as well. And make sure you rate and review the podcast because it helps us find other purpose chasers or helps them find us from all over the world. So they know there's a community of people who also have this holistic idea of what it truly means to be wealthy. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.